Seebs, very good weekend for you and your brother. You've both got wins. Yeah, mate, it was good. It's been it's been rare that I've been able to cheer multiple teams home on the weekend. <laughs> so that was exciting. Well, uh, we'll start with the one that people would care most about, and that's Harrell. Manly. Oh. <laughs> uh, Manly just smashed them. Yeah, it was um, it was very impressive, wasn't it? The the physicality was well, it was there for everyone to see. That was. Uh, uh, it was interesting the way they responded against Penrith. They got absolutely annihilated against Penrith, let's be honest. And uh, there's no shame in, in losing to Penrith, but uh, it was certainly a response that was needed. Oh, for sure. I think if we we think of um, that game against Penrith, to be honest, mate, I, I reckon Penrith would have put 20 or 30 on every single team in the comp that night. They were red hot. Now, Manly weren't very good, but they showed a little bit of resilience at the back end of that game, which I'm sure Anthony took out of it and, and thought, okay, you know, they've shown a little bit here. I reckon we can get a good response out of them. And whatever he did at training that week was, was spot on because they flew out of the blocks and the physicality was, um, it, it was the most impressive, I think, of, of all the teams all year. It was almost Origin-esque, and we, the, the moment, of course, everyone's talking about is the Olam hit, and, you know, yeah. ju- it's very rare Justin Olam gets hit like that and by Can Alloy, you ever uh, remember that? Never, never. And, you know, as a, as, as a Storm fan, I'll just look at the Storm for a second. Um, I was actually really happy that they put Munster to fullback and Pez it into the halves. I would have rather that option than putting someone else into yeah. fullback. I get that. Um, so, I... I just thought Manly were, they were just emotionally on a high for that game for for whatever reason for whatever maybe it was a Melbourne Manly thing. Uh, your brother spoke about it in the post post match that they did talk about you know the history between Manly and Melbourne that week and I, I just think that Manly would have beaten nearly every team in the comp that night. Well, that's the second time Manly have done that now. So round one against Canterbury. Yep. When, you know, and you want a team to be consistent and I know that he would want them to be, you know, more consistent. I think he speaks about it constantly. He wants the, the gap between their worst game and their best game to close, which is obvious. But that the game against Canterbury, they physically bash Canterbury round one. Yep. And then they've done it again, you know, to, to Melbourne. They've shown glimpses of it um, in a couple of the other games. For about 20 minutes against Para, they did it. Um, but I'm sure for... for Anthony, Manly supporters and opposition teams, now all of a sudden, if, if Manly progress the way they think we think they will, and that's they should make the eight, um, yes. you wouldn't really want to play them in a knockout game because you know that, oh, hang on, that Manly can turn up, and if they turn up, they're physically going to smash us. That, that version of Manly, the, the true physicality version of Manly, is that sustainable for a full season? Because mm. we've, seen it, we've seen it not be so far. No, it's not. It's not. And again, you know, maybe he's he's picking his mark to, to as to when to get them up like that because you can't do that every week. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the intensity you can pick, you can have every week, but that physicality, I'm just not sure if you can redline every single week like that. But again, you know, who knows? I I think they can push for top four, Manly. If if health health is health is the thing, um, but. I think that, like, Schuster, Schuster has, has only played one or two games there. I think he provides so much. And we, we've seen now 
uh, with him out of the team that they are a little bit clunky without him in the team. Yep. And he, he, I actually thought going into the team into the season for Manly that Cooper Johns might be their best option for this year. Yeah, this year. I'm not saying long term. I'm just saying to get through this year. But it really is Schuster. It, yeah, it's pretty obvious. It's it's Schuster. And again, um, that game against Penrith, I'm sure you know Anthony will look back on it and probably got it wrong playing KO weeks for the first half. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't have mattered. The result yep. was not going to be any different. But um, at least with Cooper Johns, you know what you're going to get out of him. Um, he's a he's a solid six out of ten. Um, he, he's never really much worse. He's never much better. Not going to lose your game. No, he does the occasional bit of you know, brilliance, I suppose. Um, but he but he's a consistent player, and and I'd like to compare him to another young half um, when we get to um, them later on, which is the Roosters. But for different reasons, he's the same type of player as um, Sam Walker for me. The We will touch on Sam Walker a little bit later, but the Knights draw all of a sudden doesn't look that terrible. No. Oh, no the, the Knights are probably... The, the Knights and the Cowboys have flipped for me. Yes. Because this is what we expected the Knights to be last year. Yeah. We like I think everyone would have agreed that the Knights were going to be a, a decent team, a fringe top eight team again, and they were going to beat some good teams. They might lose the odd, you know, odd game, but that they're fundamentally a good team. And we thought the Cowboys would be rubbish. Well, now all of a sudden the Cowboys are rubbish. Yes. Whereas they were great last year, and the Knights are actually quite a good footy side. You touched on him there. Sam Walker dropped for now for the Roosters. I, I'd i be surprised if he's back anytime soon. I really would be. I yeah. think Manu's played four games of his career in 5-8, and he's brained them every time. I, I think that now is the time you really start to judge the Roosters for what they can be. We're going into round eight, aren't we? Yeah. So is it Robinson saying, right, Walker, you need a kick in the arse. You're going back to, to Reggie's and you know sort yourself out, come back, and, and let's go again? Or is it, it's round eight, if we don't make this change now and stick with it, it's going to be too late in the season. We can't, we can't do it round 18. Yeah, that's right. So at least it gives them an opportunity to be clunky for a month while Manu gets a feel for 5-8 for again. And then all of a sudden, I've said it before, um, all of a sudden now I think they can win the comp if they stick with this side. Trent Robinson would know as well he's going to lose five or six players to origin over the next 10 that's weeks. Right. And who knows, injury suspensions out of origin, you know, you, you'll always get one or two out of them. So, well, they, they who, need... who, who makes origin from there? I mean, Teddy, Teddy obviously. Teddy, you'd think Lindsay Collins will be there yep. for Queensland. Um, I Look, I think Sualee will probably make the Blues team. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's their best option. I, I, I don't either. I... I don't think he's their best option. Do you think option. he'll make it based on I the think, media and beat-ups? I and think Freddie like loves him. I think Freddie yeah, loves he him. He could do. But what would you be, as a Queensland supporter, be more worried about? Suwali on the wing? Or, say, Luttrell or, or Turbo going out to the wing and Campbell Graham playing in the centres? Uh, if Adokar's healthy, which it looks like he will be, I would go Adokar. Oh, yeah, but I'm so, I'm ruling him out. I'm saying yeah, okay. he's not going to be back. Well, Toto's a certainty. Yeah, that's right. So, if you look at other options, um, Tom on the wing and Campbell Graham and Latrell at centre is probably the way I'd go. Yeah, so would I, yeah. Um, but I just think Freddie loves him. I, yeah. th- I think that there's an f- infatuation with Joseph Sully. He was the 18th man last year. But he was playing good last year. Yeah, I know. I know. And But I'll tell you what, maybe they play good now. 
Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly right. Anything can happen now. Yep. So, Sully is a chance. Um, but a definite. But Teddy's a definite. Yes. Is Lindsay Collins a definite? I would say so. He's pro- like he's probable, but yeah. Well, they've got they've got a lot of probables. I'll say that then. Like because Crichton's no chance. You don't think so? Well, he's only just playing his first game back, and who knows how much time he'll get. There's too many other options. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I. I wouldn't say no chance, though. A month of good footy. Okay, I'm more looking at round one. Sorry, game one. Okay. So, uh, if, if Suli is not there, then Tupo's a good chance. So, one of them you would think would be there. Yeah. Um, who else? But again, there are a lot of maybes. Yes, that's right. So, maybe they don't lose that many. Yeah. But, either way, they might they might fire now. They could do. And, and again, I've said it previous weeks i don't want to sit here and bag people and you know it's not what this podcast is about it's about us having a chat about footy and giving our opinion and my opinion is that sam walker is not a very good nrl player yeah he is still very young i'm I'm not writing him off of course he is but how's he different to um how's he different to cooper johns in attack in attack yeah he he does he doesn't have any elite traits yet, I would say. And that's probably, it's probably a thing with the Roosters that are like, for example, their kicking game's been talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, they don't have a dominant kicker yeah. in that sense. Brandon Smith never kicks. Well, James Tedesco never that's kicks. Right. Yeah, he can't tackle. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I'll tell you what, if when the Storm played the Roosters a couple of weeks ago, they lined up all their attack through Sam Walker. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if Nelson Sofa Solomon was playing, he would have been playing back row. Yeah. Because he, he would have been lining up on Sam Walker all game. So the, it's it's been a... And Kiri is a much better player, but defensively, he's he's not that much better. No, he's not. He's not, so, but he's a much uh, more composed, that's consistent right. player. And he's got runs on the board. Yeah. And so to have two defensive liabilities is not going to help you long term. So uh, I, I think Manu's going to brain him. Yeah, I do too. I, I do too. And oh, the, are, are we are we having some big takes? Are we are we going to throw some ridiculous lines out there, Tom? What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, you can throw it out there. Okay, Sam Walker will be playing in the English Super League in the next within three years. He's still there got a long time left on his Roosters deal. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's that, my. <laughs> there'll be some shuffling that, that, of the that's, cards. That's my. Within three years, he's he's in the Super League. That that could be. And you know what? We'll probably kill it over there. Of course he would. He'll be it's man no, of steel. Yeah, it's a no defense league. Yeah. Yep. Let's move on to Jack Whiten, retiring from yep. rep footy. I've heard this argument a few times that you'd you'd never you'd never see a Queenslander retire at thirty from Origin, right? Rubbish. But I would I would throw that on its head as well. Yeah. You'd never see a Queenslander who's been a staple of the team for a while and has performed at Origin level like Jack has get man of the match in game one. Miss out on game two due to COVID and then be dropped for Sivitaligai in game three. You would never see that happen, would you? No, probably not. But I don't buy into the Queenslanders look after people better argument because we've, we've, for want of a better word, shit on blokes in the past. <laughs> and we do it and the narrative, you know, it, it suits and the narrative is driven when we're winning. Yes. But, but when we're, you know, when we're not winning, no one talks about it. So... Oh, I, I get it. Like, you know, he's he's sneaky old white and he's 31, isn't he? 30, I think. 30, he is, yeah. yeah. So 
and he has been probably playing at an elite level since 18. So I, I get it. I, I'm not critical of him. You know, he's he's won Origin series. He's he's won World Cups. He's played plenty of Test footy. If he doesn't stay at the Raiders, and I don't think he will, where does he go? What 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 situation suits him the best to win a comp? Uh, now I, I know like Penrith, obviously, yeah. but realistic possibilities. So he needs to go to a team where he's um, complementary to what they've already got. Okay, so if he's going to any, he, he might as well stay at um, Canberra if he's going to go and play five eight somewhere, because he's not going to be a five eight in a unless he's with Cleary. Yeah, premiership winning team. Yes. So I think he goes somewhere where he fits in at um, at centre, maybe fullback, but I, I reckon centre. And it's someone like, you know, one of those teams that are sitting third to sixth. It's a, it's a Parramatta, it's a Souths, um, you know, one of, one of those types of teams that just are missing something. I, I think he's too old to go back to fullback. Yeah, I agree. Um. South is interesting. South is interesting, but I I don't think South's problem is their outside backs. I, I think it's no. a I, I think it's a forward problem. Yeah, that's right. Um, whereas again, I concentrate on Para because they're my favourite team. Yep. The one piece that Para probably needs to to get is a, an elite centre or another elite winger. Yes. They, they need one or the other. Yep. Um, their forward pack's fine. Yes. You know, where if you could put Parramatta's forward pack and and South's backline together, it'd be, it'd be ideal, but obviously that's not how things work. And he needs to choose w- what he wants to do. I'm sure he's made plenty of money at Canberra. Oh, of course. And you know he's, he's, he would have had all the marketing deals in the world. In, in could you in see Canberra. him lobbing it somewhere like Dolphins? I saw that getting thrown around. Well, the thing is, if it's, if it's clearly a money thing, how much more are the Dolphins going to offer them what Canberra did? Yeah third party I suppose well there you go we talked about the Roosters but Cronulla beat them over the weekend that was the best performance by Cronulla all year yep it was coming off a bye their defence has been rubbish spoke to Hannah a couple of weeks ago and they they actually the bye probably was the best thing for them coming off that Warriors game uh, where they blew a 20-0 lead which is just unfathomable really in the NRL it happens probably three times a year yeah so, uh, particularly for a team that good, like you would expect the Warriors to blow the 20-point lead, not the Sharks. So, uh, a lot of talk about Nico Hines playing for New South Wales. Does he play, and where would you play him? On the bench. Why break up Luai, Cleary, Zio? I'm not the world's biggest Luai fan, but there's been a lot of talk to throw him away very quickly. Yeah, but by who? Like, <laughs> yeah, like by who? You know, anyone whose opinion where you sit back and go... Well, this person knows what they're talking about. I, re- you know, I, I respect their opinion when it comes to footy. It's blokes who like throwing out clickbait and it's trolls on on social media. That that's where a lot of that comes from. Yeah. If if Jerome Luai was born north of the border, he would be Queensland's favourite ever player. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably Look, true. You know, he's that's probably true. Nico, uh, but Nico, Nico. He's almost your perfect 14, isn't he? He is. He can cover anywhere from Lock. W- 1 to 7, 9, 13. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he, and you know what? If all things go well, he will be, he will just be thrown on in the middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's exactly right. Come the end of the half or something, that's, that's exactly how he'll be used. 
Uh, I wrote a column over the weekend about the Cowboys, that they're already gone for the rest of the year. I've never cheered on the Warriors so hard in my life. They did get the job done. But I tell you what, if you went and just looked at the stats of that game, Cowboys had all the ball in the Warriors' end. Warriors defended their ass off. I think they had 55 tackles inside 20, the, the Cowboys had. And Warriors, that was their best performance of the year. So... Cowboys, what what's going on? Like, I look at them and think, and this is only the smallest thing, but for my for mine, it's just ludicrous. What are they thinking? Naming Jake Granville that prop? It, I'm so glad you mentioned that. So, I'm a massive Jake supporter. He's probably been their most consistent player for the last couple of years. I think he was their player of the uh, players player the last two years in a row. Um, so I'm not saying that he shouldn't be in the starting 13. But why not at least... Who cares where he plays? But it's all about, you know, what's visual. And visually, you're looking at it and you see Jake Granville's named it prop. The second one of the Warriors' props scored a try or made X amount of metres, it's, well, it's on Jake Granville because he's playing prop. Well, that's on Todd Payton. At least name Taumalolo at prop. He's 110 kilos. Yes. It, it strikes me of a coach that's actually running out of ideas. Yeah, quite possibly. And, and it's just, it's so, it's so small. It's such a little thing. And I don't think one person's been critical of it. And and people are smashing Anthony Griffin about having that interchange issue at the start of the game because they got the team list wrong. Yeah. Well, I know 100% that has got nothing to do with the coach. That's the football manager that's stuffed up there. Yeah. So that's who should be getting smashed. Like, I hope Anthony Griffin gave him a spray, whoever it is, because that's just... That's just attention to detail. Yeah. That's almost like they're trying to set him up. Yes. Yes. And the the Cowboys have a lot of questions to answer. Now Tamalolo's out for eight weeks. Yeah. So, and in a weird way, it might be a relief because Tamalolo, there looked like there was something off there. Like his post-contact meters were nowhere near what it had been. So that, that might be a relief. Could be. Um, could have been carrying it for a little bit. Absolutely. And it's... They've let go of the hammer. They've let go of Tom Gilbert, who was just a machine for the yeah. Dolphins. He really is. He is. Uh, I've got no doubt that if you put him back into the Cowboys, they're a much better team straight yeah, they, away. they are. But again, how much did he get offered? How much could they afford to keep him? Oh, of course. You know, there's always there's always little things. I don't think Ruben Cotter's the player he was last year. No, he's not. Um, he seems to be... His size, how light he is and how he plays, for whatever reason, is just not working this year, is it? No. And it, let's just look Let's just look at the spine for a second. Is it possible that four guys have just had career years in one year? Well, I think I think um, drink water, yeah. I, I'm Tom Dearden's uh, 20 origin, you know, player. Like... I think he's he's shown enough that he's actually been one of their shining lights. Still, he he almost looks like the only bloke who's a chance of um, laying any points on. Yeah. Then the rest of the spine, well, you know, you, you look at Drinkwater is and always was known as a rocks and diamonds. It's he lays four tries on, and then the next week it's two intercepts and a, a, a cutout pass that lands in row three. Yeah. So that's. That's just it is what it is with him, and and Townsend. Townsend's probably not doing that much different to last year. It's just they're not they haven't got a um, they're not on the front foot. 
the forwards aren't laying a platform because all that Townsend did last year was kick him to the corners, you know, had really good um, fifth tackle options, whether it was in good ball or, or coming off their own line, as I said, kicking it to a corner. And he allowed the other boys to play footy. And it's just not happening. Reese Robson was on the cusp of state of origin selection last year. He was he was talked about as potentially replacing uh, Damian Cook, who was out of form at the time. Uh, yeah. the, wow. <laughs> oh, it's. I'm not saying uh, he's not good. He is good, okay. but he's not. So Todd Payton's got a three-year extension. Can they turn this around with his current spine? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Okay. Well, Wait, so now this is the third year. Yeah. And two of the years have been identical. Yeah. So which was the which was phenomenal? the fluke? Yeah, which yes. was the fluke? And that's that's what I wrote in the article. As soon if you if you think of twenty two as a fluke, this all makes a lot of sense. Yeah. This looks very much twenty twenty one Cowboys. So if you're the if you're the Cowboys recruitment manager, what position are you going after the strongest? Um, I, I really think that they need. A couple of middles. They need not, you know, James Tumau who's done forty eight. Yes. <laughs> they need a, a couple of a couple of middles who can lighten the load for Telmalolo, who can get them back on the front foot and allow them to um, you know, get get some go for it. So they've got some space and the ability to play footy again. Valentine Holmes isn't getting any clean ball at the moment. Um, you know, it felt probably one dimensional now. Um so, you know, yes, his carries are really good, gets him out of trouble, but he's not, he seems to have lost a little bit of his speed. He's lost a little bit of his leap. So he's not that threat in, you know, on, on the last tackle down on the opposition's line where they can cross field kick to him. And you think, you know, it's it's a dead set 50 50. Their depth is very concerning as well. And the, the, it's the fact of who they're bringing in to replace guys that are out at the moment yeah. that they're just providing nothing. Yeah, that's right. And they're, it's, it's it's always it's always great for a coach, I would imagine, if someone's got one elite trait. You you can bring one elite trait to the team, whether it be, you know, um, speed. If yeah. speed is an elite trait, you're like, you can't coach that. So, but these guys that are coming in, they're just they're just providing nothing. Like but they are your average players. That is so true, and I've heard a, a number of professional coaches talk about that you need to be elite at something whether, yes. whether it's elite speed elite footy iq yep um elite defensively or um elite with your skill set so you, you need to be elite at one of those otherwise it's it, it just becomes too tough exactly exactly and and then if you have two of those then you're, you're into superstar category. yeah exactly right we'll move on to <laughs> newcastle and penrith uh, you knew Penrith was going to win this game, even with two minutes to go and nights were up. So unfortunately, <laughs> I, I didn't watch this one live. I, yes. I watched the replay. Yes. Um, I was at footy myself and keeping an eye on the scores, like you said, even when it got to 13-12... I was just waiting for someone to sing out, oh, yeah, Penrith got home. Yeah. I didn't know how it was going to be. I didn't yes. expect it to be a, a cleary double field goal again. But, yeah, he's so, he's so, he's so good. It's, yeah. the, the Knights are sitting 11th at the moment, and they're 3-3-1. Three, three and one. Yeah. I know, I know that they're in an 11th, but if you're a Knights fan, 
You are so happy at the moment with how they're playing. It's a bit funny, isn't it, with um, the, how the buys early in the year like the it's a false ladder. Yeah, it is. I, I'm not a fan of the the two points for 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 a buy. Like, and you know what actually swayed me the most was the fact that Tigers are now on two points. So, they don't deserve two points. But either way, even if you don't get two points for it, it's a false ladder. Oh yes, because yes. because people have had a buy and they haven't had the opportunity. So I don't know what the solution is. Whether everyone gets their two points at round one. Um, because you look at it and think, well, Manly's three, three, uh, two, and one. Three, two, and one. Yep. And what did you say? Newcastle are three, three, three and three one. And one one so. of them's in third or fourth. fourth. Yeah, the other one's in eleventh. Yes. It just doesn't. It doesn't correlate, does it? No, no, it doesn't. And uh, uh, just going back to Newcastle for a second, the fact that they've been able to do all this great work without Ponga. Um, I love Callum Ponga. I. I I think he's a superstar. Whether or not that's a five-eight or fullback, that's a, that's another discussion. Um, I actually do think at club football he is a five-eight. He's bo- he's. I don't know if he's a superstar. I know what you're saying. He's box office. Yeah, he is. He is. He's he's their most important player. Yeah. Uh, the the fact though that they lost Jaden Braley for the year is so, so crippling. I got a question for you. I can remember two origins where I would say Kalen Ponga's been excellent. One of them, he was unbelievable. Another Game's one, free. I remember him having a good game. Yeah. Can you think of... So he's probably 150 NRL games in now. Would he be that? Uh, no, no, he plays his 100th game this 100th, okay. Yep. So he's 100 NRL games in. Can you ever think of a one club footy game where you can recall Kalen Ponga going off? Oh, it's, Apart it's, from his second game for the Cowboys. In that <laughs> I was going to mention the Cowboys game. Uh, look, if we're going to be very specific, yes, I can. It was one okay. game against Cronulla. Yeah. Um, he, he, it was when Josh Hannay took over as uh, full-time coach of Cronulla when Josh, uh, John Morris got sacked. Yep. And uh, it was Josh's first game taking over at the club. And I remember uh, he, he brained them at the end. Yeah. So to answer the question, yes, I can. But, but, but you see <laughs> I get what you is. mean. I get so what you mean. For a bloke who's on millions of dollars and, and yeah. meant to be a marquee player. Yeah. And we all know how talented he is. You can see it. There's glimpses of it. Yeah. I, I struggle to find in my memory, and I'm a footy nerd, too many games where you've gone, wow, he just absolutely tore a team to shreds for 80 minutes. I, I will I will counter with this, though. He brained them in Origin 3 last year. Yeah. One man of the match. Yep. He's probably played four games since then. Yeah. But he's played 96 before that. Yeah. Oh, and I, I know what so, you mean. So that's, that's all I'm saying. I know saying. what you mean. I, I, don't you think, though, that playing Origin, being successful at Origin, makes you a better player in the long run? Yeah. Yeah. But he's done it once. Yeah, I get that. And, and all I'm thinking is, because the comparisons are going to come thick and fast with Reese Walsh and him. Yes. Reese Walsh is more, I think, the Billy Slater. He should be compared to Billy Slater more than Kalen Ponga because they're different players. Reese Walsh is all energy. Kalen Ponga's big play, you know, big moment type of player. Yeah. Um, but I can already think of, and again, it's probably memory bias, recency bias. I can think of three games just this year that Reese Walsh has just absolutely brained them. Yeah, that's a fair call. But it, but all things being said, when the Origin team's picked, I hope Ponga's number one. Yes. Because so, he's and done it there before. If he makes it through the next month, he will be. Yeah. Like there's after what he did last year, you can't you that's, can't go yeah. back on that. So look 
I just hope he gets through for starters because if he cops another head knock, then he's, we're talking serious conversations. Yeah, he, he, he probably nearly retires, doesn't he? Broncos and the Titans. Broncos won 43-26. That's not good for the Broncos. Weird game. Weird game. Uh, I this this is the game that has cemented in my mind the most. The Broncos will not make top four. Uh, I I'm pretty I'm pretty confident. It wasn't about that. getting beaten by the Raiders, who are hopeless. <laughs> See, I think that there's a good team in the Raiders yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I t- I t- they'll slip into the eight at the end of the year. And I'll, but it I'll, wasn't I'll even just the Raiders. Them. It was the Raiders without White and without Kotrick, without Tarpany. Tarpany. Yep, it was pretty embarrassing. But uh, look, the. That was the game for me. That the Broncos, um, they they weren't very good at all, and that that to me was the moment where I thought they're not going to make top four. They they if you put them under any sort of physical pressure, yeah. they crumble. And the fact that they were able to pull that out in the game is, I think, a a, a very big sign of who they were playing. Yeah, and and again, um, that's two times now where a sin bin's really. Change the game. Change the game with with the Bronx. I think. Um, well, this week's a, like really since round one. This week's the first time that they're playing a team where you actually would sit back and and say, okay, well they're playing a good team this week. Absolutely, and so they've got Parramatta this week. Uh, God, if there was one week where Brad Arthur needs to sit his forwards down and goes, let's just bash them. Yeah, it's this week, and because you. And I know that Payne Haas is outstanding. I know that Pat Carrigan's outstanding. But for some reason, when they when they get that internal pressure that they can't get out of their own 30, like for consecutive sets. That's when the errors come. The errors come. And oh, just on the Broncos, is Selwyn Cobo a certainty for Origin? No. I don't think hell, so. God, hell no. How, how could he be? He is not playing anywhere near as good as he did last year. Um, who, who are your wingers? Well, I don't know. Oh, that, <laughs> to be Xavier fair, Coates is... Xavier Coates will be there. Uh, Dan Gagai oh, probably. Dan Gagai will be at centre. Um, I I hope Dan Gagai is not at centre. You don't I think... hope he's on the wing. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't be against that. But then again, who do you put at centre? So you got Holmes will be there. Yeah. Um, one name to look out for Isaiah Tass from the Rabbitohs. Yeah, might he, be a bit. He, but we've just got no one. Seems yeah. we've got no one. So. I'm just trying to think, actually. Look, it's it's. Do you go Corey Oates? No. Well, no. That, well, mate. Oh, seriously, um, we've got no one. Someone did throw up a suggestion the other day. It'll come to me before the end, and I thought that's a really good idea. I didn't even think of that. For an outside back, yeah. It'll come to me. So they've got Parramatta this week, South Manly, Melbourne. This is the month where we find out the gumption of. Yeah, Broncos. definitely. Um, you know, Souths. Then Penrith after that. So Souths have a bit of injury concern in their pack. Yeah, they do. So that might not be as dangerous for Brisbane as, as what the other teams are. I, I still think, though, defensively, Souths are very good. Yeah, they they don't concede rubbish tries. That's right, that's right. Yeah. And a big reason for that is Campbell Graham. He is he is so good. He, make, he, good. he makes up for a lot of errors when they happen. Yeah, no, he is excellent. So, oh, the hammer. Why wouldn't you play oh, the, the hammer, hammer on the wing? The hammer. Or uh, in the centres. Yeah. The hammer at centre is an interesting one because or he has he yeah. has played centre yeah. at origin before. Yeah. Marked up against Turbo. It was game three 2020 when we weren't, we were never meant to win. 
um, we had Edric Lee and Branko Lee on one side, and, uh, and we won somehow. Yeah. Camera uh, Munster won. Yes, exactly. But the the great thing about the hammer is, even if Tom makes a break, yeah, which you assume he will at some point, hammer can just chase him yeah. down. Yeah, he, no, he he was the one. Like, yes, he's got to be in there somewhere. Uh, he. Do, do you move Gagai back to the wing then? I I would because Hammer's a, a better defender. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good point. So the Broncos, Parramatta, South, Manly, Melbourne, Penrith, Warriors, Cronulla. Well, they're, they're playing proper teams now. They yeah. are. They're, and you know, and good luck to them. They've got themselves off to a flyer. I know you said they, you don't think they'll make the four. I just worry. I was about to say, I just worry. I don't want to get bagged too much by anyone. <laughs> but as someone who does not want the Broncos to make the top four, I worry they've won enough games already. Yeah, to, right. You know, to to cruise home at fifty percent and and just scrape in. In saying that, it is a long season. Yeah, absolutely. And would it be out of the question for them to lose the next four in a row? Well, it wouldn't shock you, would it? No, not at all. And you know, then the then the questions start coming back to you. You know, they're they're, they're five and four, five and five. You know, then the pressure well, starts six, to mount yeah, again. Yeah, that because I did look at that the other day because because all of a sudden. This game this weekend between Parramatta and Brisbane is really, really important for Absolutely. both clubs Absolutely. because it's it's a real tipping point. So if Para lose, Para are scrapping all year to, just to make the eight. If Brizzy win, Brisbane will make the four. You would think so. If Brisbane lose and Parramatta win, well, all of a sudden Para's three from three going into another two or three relatively easy games. They can go on a run. Brisbane are about to hit that that tough patch that you just spoke about, and when we you know stop at round twelve for a bit of a chat and look where the ladder's at, both teams could be six and six. You know, Close. I, I'm making things up here, but you see what I'm talking about is it's a it's a real crossroads for both clubs this weekend. I know Parramatta got the win this week, but are you concerned? Uh, not not with this game, not with the Canterbury game, not at all. Um, the the Tigers game. I was a little bit worried until I did look at some of the key stats and possession, field position. Tigers should have beat Para by 10. You know, the the amount of possession they had, I think it was 59% possession they had in that game. Um, Para on the weekend was a dead set, cue in the rack game. We got to go to per- uh, we got to go to Darwin next weekend. The whole, basically the whole forward pack was off the field with 15 to go. Um Oh, yeah, I wasn't worried. Do the Warriors make the eight? Who do we who do we drop out? Who, who, out of all the teams we've been talking about. So so out of the eight right now, yep. is the Roosters, the Eels, and in the eight is the Warriors and the Dolphins. Well, the Dolphins do not make the eight. No, they don't. Parramatta make the eight. Roosters make the eight. So that, for me, if I've got to tell you one team that's dropping out, it's the Warriors. What if the Broncos miss the eight from this well, position? It's, They'll it's, be. It's <laughs> not too dissimilar to where they were last year. I think. I think there might have been an. Weren't they six from eight last year? Something like that. They were off to a flyer anyway. The, they're only four points from one to eight. Yeah. So I know that they've gotten off to a great start. In some games, they've looked fantastic. So the big challenge that they're going to have this year that they haven't really had 
great deal of the last, well, last year and the year before, is um, Reese Walsh potentially plays Origin. Katoni Staggs, I wouldn't pick him, but no. he potentially plays some Origin. Um, Cobo might. Cobo might. Carrigan plays. Haas. Capel plays. Haas plays. Flegler plays. Um, that's that's five blokes, and we haven't even thought too hard about it. Yeah. And you would... You know, if, I, if Cleary goes down, does Reynolds play or Moses? You know, they're probably not Reynolds anymore. I don't think they'd go there. No. But. No, but Reynolds' health is something to monitor because if he goes down, obviously oh, they're in trouble. yeah. Um, so... And every team is like this. If if they lose a key player, they struggle to win games. But I think Broncos rely so much on Reynolds, Haas and Carrigan that if any one of those three go down, then you know, then, then things get tough. Um But again they've done such a good job to this point. They're what are they, six wins? Six wins, one loss. You can only beat who's in front of you. Yeah, that's exactly right. So um, they're off to a flyer. But if they're <laughs> if if they miss the eight from here, all hell will break loose in Brisbane. They can't. But again, they couldn't last year, could they? <laughs> They're in the top four with a month I suppose ago. all it takes, and the same thing that happened to Parra at the start of the year, all it takes is a month of of not winning games and everything can flip on its head quickly. Yeah. And they've, they've got the schedule now that Parramatta had at the start of the year. Yeah. And if we're saying Parramatta's a better team, which I think they are, well, there's, there's, there's some good odds, good odds floating around this weekend. I know Parra's the outsider. I know, to me, that's strange. I know the Knights are the outsiders against the Cowboys. Yep, to me, that's strange. It's in Townsville. Look at the form line of the two clubs, you know. Pong are back. Yeah. Uh, South Sydney Penrith is interesting. Like, Penrith will win. Penrith wins. Storm Warriors is an interesting game. Storm get back Nelson. They get back Meany. They lose... Tui. Lose Tui. Yep. Idiot. Um, but just getting Meany back, three and months to back up to, to 5'8", it, yep. it'll make a difference. The Who's who's your Dally M quarter of the way through the year? Hmm. It's a little bit, it's a little bit different, isn't it? With, um, with the format and the double points, yes. essentially. Yes. Uh, who, who's your best player? Well, Nathan Cleary is the best player. Yep. So he's he's my daily end. Yeah, I if if Munster didn't miss those couple of weeks there, I think I think he'd been in this discussion as well. But I think Harry is leading at the yeah. moment, and uh, I th- I think that's probably right. Harry, Harry's having a really good year, um, but oh, Cle- yeah. Clear is the best player. There's no doubt. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It, it's it's strange. I think Melbourne. There's four players that are ever going to poll points. Yes. So it's either going to go to Harry, Hughes, Munster, and and that's probably it, isn't it? Really, maybe Nelson, maybe yeah. Yeah. So Penrith, well, there's seven blokes, eight blokes that yes. can poll points each week, and it wouldn't shock you. That's right. So they they strip points off each other, which I think is it's always been the way, and it's just something that you know it is what it is. But I think Cleary's the best player, and I just can't believe every now and again I still encounter people who try to tell me that Nathan Cleary is overrated, he's talked up by the media, and he's not that good, and he's never done anything. He's won two Origin Series, two Grand Finals, made another Grand Final, multiple minor premierships, keeps turning up, keeps 
you know, do you ever come across people who try and have that conversation with you? Oh, uh, yeah, but you don't take any oh, notice. Of course, of, of course. But then it makes you think about them and the, the, what, what, are, what are some of the other things in their life that they talk about? <laughs> it's like, mm, the seriously. The equivalent to me is the is the origin team predictions that are yeah. starting to filter out now. Um, did you see the... The, the I think it was the um, staff writer yes. who wrote... He's a great one. Yeah, staff, staff writer. Wrote, um, Nico Hines plays himself into the number seven jersey. Did yes. you see that one? Yes, I did. I did. Um, the, the, one, the, the one I sort of instantly disqualify is whenever there's a Queensland team with no Christian Welch. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, ah, oh, you, you're, yeah. you're not interesting me at all. Yeah. Seems good to see you. Thanks, mate.